0: I'm Lilia Marchenko. I'm yes. Dennis Kudler. This is Sebastian Wolfner. It's Mark Whistler. I am Francisco Serundelo. And you're listening to the Game podcast. Hopefully, you enjoy it. Hopefully. Day two in the books in Australia. And more five-set matches on day two. And unfortunately, some of the greats have left us. Sir Andy being one of them in quite a dismal performance and not the way I expected him to crash out in this first round, I have to say, JG. Yeah,
1: I must admit, I love how you start every episode with in the books. Are you actually <laughs> keeping a record of these in some books somewhere? It's Excel. Uh, do you, do you Excel. write them all down? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Spreadsheet, I've got them in. Yeah.
1: But no, uh, yeah, another day of the Australian Open. Uh, Maybe not so many big names as yesterday, but some really iconic names who we've seen on the tour for many years. One being Andy Murray. Another one, Dominic Thiem, bit of an iconic name. Another one being Osaka. And the one thing they all had in common is they all went out. So three big names who maybe aren't in the best of form, maybe haven't played too much. But still have that pedigree in tennis. And day two for me is going to be remembered for them big three names leaving the tournament in the first round. Uh mm. there was some positive stories, which we will get into, I'm sure. And maybe, probably, where do you want to start with?
0: Should we talk about uh Andy Murray first? Because I think it's Should we the... go with the
1: negative first and then get yeah, better as it goes on? I think
0: so. That <laughs> seems very much uh how I feel at the moment. I feel that it, that's how I left today's day of tennis. I came away with a bit of a sour taste because of that Dominic team uh, result. I thought, is it the big comeback that we everybody on court was hoping for, we were hoping for, and it didn't happen. All we ended up with was Murray going out in straight sets and it was a dismal straight sets defeat as well. It wasn't even close. Echavelli exposed him and I think Murray actually looks quite old on court today. I know that you've said it about Rafa in certain performances in the past. Now, this was my chance to say Murray didn't look like Marathon, uh, Marathon Murray. Oh, my word. Marathon Murray, even. <laughs> he looks like slow, robotic Murray. And I, I feel like the end is definitely... Well, closing in
1: this is what he's being asked about so we have a good tweet here and it says uh he was asked about is this his last australian open he said it's a definite possibility that will yeah. be my last time i play here and yet, yeah i think probably because of how the match went and everything i don't know whilst you're playing the match you're obviously trying to control your emotions focus on the points and everything uh when you're one point away from the end, you're like, I can't believe this is over so quickly and like this. Yeah, in comparison to the matches that I played here last year, it's the complete opposite feeling walking off the court. I wish I was involved, uh, I involved the crowd more. Just disappointed with the way I played and all of that stuff. Tough, tough way to finish. And yeah, you can uh, if you just scroll down, you can see the image of him then as he's saying huh? he doesn't look too pleased, Andy Murray. And no. it does feel like it is the end. I would be surprised if we see him play um another Australian Open. But then it's yeah. up to him. He, he, of course, he's going to get wild cards even if he doesn't have a good year this year. He'll be allowed to play if he wants to. Yeah. Um and there will be people who want to watch him, probably myself included. I'll be interested to see how he gets on. But if he's not get if he's progressively getting worse with every coming month then I don't know if I could even stomach to watch a worse performance than this year's one.
0: I totally agree. Because it's
1: like what in, in the world? Probably like a, a level 300 plus in the world, 500 player.
0: I mean, I don't know. Good no t- in
1: spells, but he's, they're never going to win a match at the, at the Australian Open or any grandstand for that, for that matter.
0: Yeah, I don't really see him challenging. That's the problem. You want only the best Murray, one who can challenge. The one last year was great. I mean, we had five set matches that he was the victor. But this year, I mean, he even said it himself. I thought it's a very evident that when Murray is like self-assessing how that performance went, he said, like, I got to the point, I was serving, I looked at the score and he just thought, how am I here so quickly? I'm, near, I'm pretty much out yeah. already. <laughs> and that, That's how crazy it was. You have to be on the top of your game to play against these players who are in the main draw at a slam. Echeverry, I people, well, myself included, I would love to have seen Murray go through, but we have to give Echeverry credit. In the last year or two, he's actually come to the forefront and he actually is a real competitor on all surfaces and he is a solid player. wouldn't say he's the best player. He's a seeded player slight style player, that type of level, top 30 player. But Murray, not even close to that level in this match. And Etcheverry played well. I wouldn't even say he even played his best, but too good for Murray. On to the next disappointment.
1: Uh, Naomi (laughs) Osaka went out in a match, which I can only describe as a serving masterclass. Um, And you can see that from both sides of the nets because Garcia served extremely well. And Osaka served extremely well. Yes. which meant that there was only fine margins, few break points. Um, Garcia took the break points in the first set, didn't in the second set, went to tie-break and just served a little bit better in the odd spell. But there wasn't much between them. Garcia, probably the more consistent player of the two. Um, unforced errors, pr- the same. 24 for uh, Garcia, 25 for Osaka, Yep. a few more winners from Garcia. Thirty-four winners, only twenty from Osaka. But the serving stats really told the story. Eighty-nine percent of her first serve points won for Garcia. Yeah, and thirty-three out of thirty-seven she found. So did did um. No, oh, sorry, thirty-three out of thirty-seven she won, which is really good, eighty-nine percent. And if you're serving like that then you've got a real chance, especially on the women's more so than the men's. If you have good service stats on the women's, you will always get to a tyre
0: break at the very least and more more than likely win a set before even getting there. Yeah, I mean, Caroline Garcia, we know her serve is one of the, the main reasons she had that amazing spell and the fact she attacks her opponent's second serve. So, so dangerous. She stands like mid-court. To receive it and just go straight in on a like a really aggressive winning shot most times on the Osaka second serve, uh, Osaka came out. She had a little statement to say, uh, I believe here, and she said um, she's disappointed, but uh, of course I have to tell myself, hey, six months ago you were pregnant, <laughs> stuff like that. Of course, uh, like there's a voice in my head, and that is, who are. Uh, who are you to think that you can come back and immediately start winning matches? That's fair enough. I think that's a really good point. I don't know. I kind of always expect myself to stand a chance, anyways. So I guess just being nice to myself is the key uh, thing that I learned in my time away. That's a really good uh, statement. That is from a. I like yeah, this that. doesn't feel
1: like the Andy Murray one. Like It's no. just.
0: Um, it can happen. It was a tough opponent
1: in Garcia, and I would still expect. I to have a good season I've got her inside my top 10 coming into the year and I still think it's possible I wouldn't read too much into this result it's going to yeah. take some to get used to she's not going to be able to just pick up where she where she left and um, yeah shouldn't be too disappointed or downbeat like she said few, only six months ago she was pregnant so
0: yeah I mean you, you give yourself a chance yeah. not everyone can come back as uh crazily good as Svitolina uh, she's coming came back so fast and she looks like she never even went away Svitolina at the moment doesn't she I mean I know it's a match we covered last night she she looks great as well Svitolina yeah I can't read into that
1: match too much no, I think no. the opponent wouldn't, didn't challenge her enough Preston Young uh, not ready for the True. big stage uh, I think she would start struggling a lot of WTA events um more at the challenger level that's where our game is at right now but still, one for the future, can progress. Svitolina did what she had to do. Um, same with Coco Goff, did what she had to do. Our opponent, Smidlova, I don't really rate too highly. And that was always going to be a really straightforward one. But pleased that Coco
0: Goff did so well. And she bagged her in the second. Yeah. I mean, Coco Goff, definitely somebody who looks all smiles again as well. This is something, should be noted, danger to the rest of uh, the women's draw, I think. That was the same Coco we saw at the US Open. She's smiling, she's happy. She said, Australia, this is the happy slam. So all I'm here is just trying to focus on being happy on court, which I think is the best way you can go about playing tennis. Don't let the pressure get to you. Don't have too big an expectation and just go out there and have fun. That's what she's doing. She's young, having fun. And she said, I'm looking good and having fun. And everyone went, way. (laughs) She's complimented herself for looking good. (laughs) I think it's fine. But yeah, fair play to Coco. Let's talk about the little bit of doom and gloom just quickly. I mean, it was the last match on. It was Dominic team. And he went out after what looked like was going to be an amazing comeback. He was two sets down. Dragged it back for uh, to two all, and then just couldn't keep it going in that fifth set. Unfortunate, Felix goes through. Yeah, Felix played some good shots when it
1: mattered here. Yes, um, but I was a bit disappointed. I feel even at five three, Felix. I thought I still thought Team was going to win. There was not one moment where I thought Felix really had this in the bag until it was actually done, because with the way that. He was two sets up and then was throwing it away. I thought that there would still be chances in that fifth set, despite being down the break for team. They just never materialised. And it's one that's left a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth because I don't mind Felix. not that I dislike him. It's just I really wanted team to win and I wanted him to have the comeback and it never really happened. So a bit disappointing in the end how it finished. But well played to Felix for digging in there
0: and showing some mental resilience, something he's not shown over the years. Yeah, there was always going to be one loser, sadly, in that match, and both those players really needed the win. Felix uh, just as much as Dominic Team. I feel. Dominic Team on a, a very, very slow uh, trajectory to try and get back to where he was. I don't know if he's ever going to really be able to get back to that top Grand Slam winning level again. I feel that tennis maybe moved on uh, since he was recovering from injury, and to get back to even where he was, I don't think it's even enough to maybe win a slam now. So that's the sad reality. Sports move on, uh, people improve, and you have to keep up with it. And unfortunately, at the moment, he's still trying his best. But we wish him the best in the next tournament. Felix through. And also through uh, two guys who don't really like each other, but they had some... Little con- like con- like controversy in their matches, both dropping their first sets. It was City Pass and Medvedev in their first matches. Medvedev losing his first set to the smartest player on the At-Man. ATP Tour. Atman, that's right. That man, it's Atman. Let me find the result. He did actually retire uh, in the end and... This is one thing that I want to speak to you about, about the uh, Daniel Medvedev match, because it's not the only match that we've had this in either. It's actually to do with the heat that people are retiring. And this is what Atman had the problem with. Uh, exhaustion, I believe, on court. And Medvedev was complaining that there were, was no cold water for him in changeovers, which I think it's just crazy. He said, how come you can serve all of these 10,000 people cold beer, but I can't get a cold water? <laughs> which is fair enough they are on court in playing I find it hard to believe there wasn't cold cold water though yeah I don't know, understand I think they tried to give him water and it wasn't cold yeah poor from the poor pour from the event then if that's the case but yeah. I still find it hard to believe that he they, said this is a grand slam on man. this stage that they don't <laughs> provide cold water maybe the fridge are packed up who knows um, but he did well He, I think it's just a sluggish start and then just got going uh, the, similar to Pass as well, I feel like a bit of a sluggish start and then just got going. He lost the first set to Zizu Berg's, but You can see there 6-1, 6-1, 6-3. And this match, only really people talking about one thing. And it's not really about the fact Pass went through. It's about the fact that one of the shots, I don't think I've really... I've not seen before not in a long time and this is what where he hit the ball from you can see here on the screen i'll zoom in for for you and just to give you a breakdown if you're just listening he hit a very powerful shot at bergs when he was at close to the net and he volleyed it but the volley had so much backspin on it that when it bounced on Tsitsipas's sides, it came back over onto his own side. And Tsitsipas anticipated that, sprinted to the net, reached over the net after it had gone over and then hit the ball to the side. Because you can see where he hit the ball, he just hit it sideways towards the umpire. So he hit it down there and Bergs looked so confused. He looked at the umpire like, is that allowed? <laughs> But he didn't touch the net and it is allowed. It is a legal move. Yeah, it's crazy. I didn't really know myself and seeing it, it was like very
1: difficult not to touch the net. So he did extremely <laughs> well to position his body yeah. um, without hitting the net there. And I think, yeah. I believe it was an important time as well. I think it was on break point. Yeah, so break he, point. He got yeah. The break.
0: Yeah, amazing, isn't it? I mean... I'm amazed that he knew the rules as well. I mean, some tennis players probably didn't even know that was a rule. I bet they just play the play the game without even realizing some of yeah, them. But or he assumed or... that the point was over there. Yeah, he studied. Uh, I would have probably assumed if I was playing a playing you. Didn't it happen say. to us in table tennis the other day? Yeah, I'm not sure. Do they have the same rules in tables? <laughs>
1: because <laughs> you was like, oh, can I hit this now? Yeah, that's what it I did mean. Happen.
0: I know in paddle, it's like there's some. Oh, Paddle's rules very like different that? altogether, Ben. That's I what I mean. That going down that, rapid, going down that rabbit hole. Some crazy, I've seen some crazy highlights on the old Paddle uh, TikToks. But, uh, yeah, interesting. But exciting as well, because there's a new style of shot now that maybe we'll see more of uh, now that Sissapas has unlocked it. Let's, uh... Something I want you to answer to is
1: Chris Eubanks winning in straight oh. sets. 6-4, 6-2, 6-3. You had him going out in the first round again what is your problem with chris eubanks why do you have him going
0: out first round and he's proved you wrong again i'm so shocked i mean chris eubanks uh i better eat my hat here we go oh. like, <laughs> i mean it was a uh, incredible performance and listen to this statistic for chris eubanks because jg will love this it is the real chris eubanks back from wimbledon 46 winners to Tara Daniels, nine. Um, What an incredible performance from Chris Eubanks. And this is the the real ones back again. So I'm actually going to start watching more of his performances in the Australian Open. And hopefully he'll continue to win and I can actually jump on the bandwagon as well.
1: Top 10 player he is, Chris Eubanks, if everything comes together. That's how good he can be. I really, really like him.
0: And I want to see him go through some rounds Wow! Now. Well, this is a, a big thing as well. Because remember at Wimbledon, who he had to play in, was it the quarterfinals? Sissapas, was it? Was it? Um, but anyway, he's playing Rublev. I think it was Medvedev that he was playing, wasn't it? Oh, and I then thought, I thought Sissapas he played. Mm. Did he play both? We'll have to have a quick check on this.
1: Eubank, Sissapas, Wimbledon, yeah.
0: That, that was round of sixteen. Did he play Med- beat him. Then he lost to Medvedev in the next round, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, he lost to Medvedev. That's it. See, there you go. He played both. I was pretty certain of that, but I just bring it up because it's another Russian. And Rublev just been to five sets in his last match. Eubanks is a terrible person for him to play. He just hit forty-six winners. Look what Medvedev had a problem with in that one. He went to five at Wimbledon with Eubanks. Can Eubanks knock out Andre Rublev? Yeah. I think so. It's possible.
1: Whoa. Definitely possible.
0: He's got the yeah. ability to do so. Terrible news I'll be for cheering Rublev. him on. Terrible draw for Rublev. So wait, is
1: that the next match, you say?
0: Yeah, next Gosh. match. That'd Terrible. Be a good one. Poor old Rublev. I mean, I do feel for him because that's not a nice draw. Say both Vild and now Chris Eubanks. But anyway, uh, moving down, uh, we've spoken about Eubanks we've there's a few other results here alex de menor we got to mention because obviously he's the the big aussie down under milos Raonic actually played quite well won the first set but the fitness is just not there is it for Raonic? and the same injury the hip injury that had him out it, it caused him to retire in this one sad yeah. but it wasn't an exciting match it was just Raonic serve second ball serve ace and trying to make a match of it and he managed to, but yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna This is not any disrespect to ranch I'm not going to miss his game style in this Australian Open. Yeah, he's finished. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> that <laughs> the title of the, of
1: the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, got, I've got nothing to say really about any of the other matches apart from one and that's Mira Andreva yeah. who won in straight sets against Para oh. and won the second one Six two and I was really impressed with that. Yeah. I think well. One. I thought maybe she might have dropped a set in this opening match just because of the nerves of the occasion, but she's showing that she doesn't really feel nerves so much. She's so she's so mature and Opposed. she I would like to say
0: can go really far because her draw is not is quite nice. Yeah uh it's it's on Jabur next that is the tough one yep. if she gets past Jabur who had a really good opening uh, round match she won her one six three six one um I think that that's gonna be a really entertaining match too I think Ende go- endeavour's favourite for it though it's gonna be interesting to see actually let's see if they've got the uh do you reckon that they've got the no. odds out yet or is that not I doubt out it, no okay anyway, just before we go uh I just wanna mention obviously. Somebody that you gave me a bit of stick for. Pavlia Chenkova knocking out Donna Vekic there. Um, no, she was the favourite. She was in form, but we're not supposed to look at form. And it did play a factor here, I feel. Yeah, Vekic saving herself a Wimbledon, I think. <laughs> Must be. Um, other than that, yeah, I think that's all of them. Sky yeah. Volinets told you, it was a must-see match. Three sets, um, Sky through, as I predicted.
1: Yeah, well, that is our roundup of day two. We will be back for day three where we have Radu Cano in action and Igus Fiontech. So please join us for their matches. And thank you for watching. Make sure to listen to us on Spotify as well, where all of these podcasts are, and give us five stars. Um, but thanks, and we'll see you later on. See ya. <laughs>
0: Podcast Network.